Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do anything. You, you do it. I have to sit here. <laughs> it's all up to you. Okay, run up. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's hear okay, that. Okay, I won't do the run up then. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include them in our role-playing campaigns. Hey, it's us again! <laughs> Sorry, I know it's, it sounds like, what are you talking about, Fiona? We heard you last week, but actually it's been a while since we've actually recorded, uh, a, you know, just, just us, just, uh, just, just me. Just us, and, not an interview. Yeah, yeah not an interview. Yes, yeah, so it's just me and uh, obviously our wonderful co-host, Hamilton. How are you, Hello. Hamilton? Hello, yes, I'm good. Yes, it's nice to be back. I was, uh, I was saying that I was doing the... The terrible thing you shouldn't say is podcast, listen to your own podcast the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and chuckling away in the office and people doing the whole like, oh, what are you laughing at? Me. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so funny. funny. No, uh, I don't do it that often. <laughs> but I was listening to it and I was enjoying it and I, was, I am glad to be back. That's basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah, so essentially what's happened, folks, is Christmas and yeah. then New Year. We This yeah. happened last time as well. It, it just gets to yeah. a point where it's just all so overwhelming. And it's not because we're doing lots of stuff. It's because we we can't do lots of stuff. And we're just, I don't, yes. I'm sat between family obligations. Uh, I'm at home. The, the internet's not very good. And it's, I'm just yeah. sat there going, when can I talk about D&D? <laughs> 100%. That is exactly it. Yeah. How about you, Fiona? How are you doing? Well, as, as, as you know, Hamilton been super bloody busy and i it's been it's been wonderful i um currently when this episode goes up i will be in the middle of running an alien campaign for a network called girls run these worlds you know every time i hear something else about it so this is obviously me before running the campaign but obviously when this goes out it is in the middle of the campaign i'm like oh i didn't know that was happening oh god yay but also ah so (laughs) there's lots of scary imposter syndrome stuff happening but that's okay like you know i'll i bet i'm doing great Good job, future Fiona, says past Fiona. Good job, future Fiona. <laughs> well, going off all the stuff I've seen recently of yours that you've been getting yourself across the internet doing all this stuff, as yeah. I will keep saying how much I love Nice Marines. Uh, I really enjoyed oh, that. Yes. And if, if no one's listened to it, because I'm Christian's brain, I probably mentioned it in the last episode, and you should watch it again. It's on the YouTubes. Oh. It's very funny. And yeah, and if Alien is, is even half as good as that, it'll be amazing. It's kind of what I'm getting at. And I'm assuming it's going to be 300 times better because it looks like an amazing cast and amazing yes. backing behind it. And Aww. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. Well, hopefully it'll be better than Nice Marines in the sense of like, it'll be the same amount of violence, but maybe a little bit more serious <laughs> rather than like, lol, <laughs> lol, lol. The same amount of violence, but more serious. But at the same time, so I'm doing lots of sci-fi stuff recently with mm. also improv. So, but again, for Christine's brain, again, this is past Fiona talking about future Fiona, uh, which will come out in the present. <laughs> I will have recorded with them uh, a game of good society. So that Jane Austen oh. RPG. When are you doing that? Have you done that? Have you, are you doing that? I will be doing that. We'll have done it. You will we'll have, have done, done it. it. But it, won't, it won't be out. It'll probably be out for Valentine's Day. Oh. Which I'm very, So it's been very interesting to be like reading lots of alien sci-fi horror and then... Oh, well, what should we Mr. do? Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I appreciate we're doing a big promo of all my stuff at the beginning of this, though, so we, need, we no, should crack I love, on. I love, you know, I'm just loving this idea that you'll get them mixed up. Just like, and you're sipping tea, and then suddenly your stomach starts to rumble, and you go on the middle of the table, and the alien comes out. Oh, Mr. Darcy. Oh, no. <laughs> what a <laughs> trifle error. <laughs> yeah, pride and prejudice and aliens. There you go. Pride, <laughs> prejudice, and aliens is a, a thing. Okay, merge the two. 
Hamilton, what are we talking about today? What is our topic of choice? Our topic of choice is we're back unearthing some arcana. Uh, we're delving into the the vaults of Wizards of the Coast's one D&D playtesting material. Mm-hmm. It is the latest one that is out at the moment, which is, uh, which I think the headline is Cleric and Revised Species. The Cleric yes. and Revised Species. The That's Cleric it. and, yes, exactly. The so this, Cleric. This is the third one, one out. Mm-hmm. But folks might be wondering, Hamilton, why have we yeah. not covered the first one, the character options one, which was incredibly big and very exciting at the time, but we've not yes. done a specific episode on it. And I know in our expert one, we did say we'd get to it, but mm. we've kind of made a choice about it, haven't we, Hamilton? We have. At the time it came out and we did read through it all and we had a lot of opinions and then a lot of much more well-informed and better yes. communicators. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, communicators, experts. Yes. Much more intelligent, much more, I'm looking for, more intelligent people with more intelligent things to say than, than our stupid faces um, have put it in a really interesting good way and I think yes. we had a few single singular points to put down on it and I think it's I think my personal opinion on it is it still lacks what it should be because it's the gamification of race and species yes. and I think the problem is fundamentally in that and I think mm-hmm. until that's completely solved it's continue, It's gonna. It, that's the things that are a continuing issue I guess yes. in, in D&D. Completely agree. There are moves in the right directions as ever you know yes. but it's always it's a it's a slow process mm. and as we found out that the D&D community is in itself amazing and so um, and I think that through ourselves as part of the community we yeah. just do what we need to do to make it better because that's yeah. what we do and so that's that's kind of it but that was that was really my only thoughts on it and Fiona uh, leave it to you to see if you've got anything oh. else <laughs> no I think I think it's because we did have to think about oh well you know there's also that mixture of like but we're hot we we watch the streams we want to be relevant and <laughs> yeah. obviously time got away from us and also yeah. as you rightly put there was so much discourse around it yeah. but also discourse from people that we want to hear from not mm. too white middle class amateur podcasters westerners yeah exactly exactly. and i i think i honestly highly encourage people to if you've not seen this discourse and i appreciate this was a couple of months ago to go out and find out more about it because i think certain things in that test document were good because it separates Mm. uh this idea of certain elements from the Mm. race element but also Mm. it it goes into your background which makes more sense although apparently pathfinder is already doing that so i mean great fantastic go look at pathfinder as well and also for other reasons but (laughs) yeah we are also recording this at a time when there's a lot of discourse coming around and i just wanted to add on to that point that you know our community this D &D community is incredible and Mm. we the only thing i wanted to say on it uh Mm. with this all talk about contracts and ogl stuff the only Mm. thing we'll say on it from this point is you know it's so important to have these licenses to encourage people to keep creating and to make money should they want to and to create stuff without the worry of being of these things being stolen or 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 being taken advantage of and i'm so it's such a refreshing thing to see Mm. everyone sort of come together and talk about it and push back and i i I actually it's i've never seen anything like it it was really beautiful to see the the community rallying together as a whole uh, on against something that is really important I read a really lovely piece about it. Is that it, mm. it gave the OGL gave, particularly through the pandemic, a lot of people the opportunity mm. to make a living doing what they love. Yeah, you know, and what it does, and what it has, the, what it had the opportunity of doing, you know, because obviously they they talked about it, is it had the opportunity of taking that away. One of the most beautiful things in the world, which is yes. giving the people the opportunity to make amazing things, and do something making money, whilst enjoying it thoroughly, yes. and made very big life-changing decisions to 
leave jobs that are you know potentially more secure but you know what i mean as in like this you know it's a big change to go i'm gonna make content for a living because that is a that is self-employed is a is a scary business freelancing uh, yeah freelancing yeah, and yeah. all the things that go along with it and i think that a massive corporation who makes millions and billions of pounds coming along and saying we're going to take that away or even you know it, it, you know it's just well it doesn't need to be said does it it's very obvious and i think um, it's obvious yeah and it's lovely to see people in the community uh, big names in the community as well rallying behind it you know being very vocal about it i think has been really positive it gets to people who might not know about it which is really yes. important because they have a big following and so it does it just reaches people who maybe you know just go on twitter to see what high rollers are doing that week or something like yeah. that I just wanted to point out again the original article that broke the news. Again, the link in the show notes. Yeah. If you've not, and I, I know we're, we're not going to focus too much on it this episode because yeah. obviously we, all that's been said has been said. But um, I think what's important is that we can make a difference, and we've seen that yeah. other companies have heard and gone, "Well, we'll make mm. our own licenses so that you can play with our games yeah. and make stuff on that." The original article is by someone called uh, Linda Coda, and they uh, were the ones that broke the story uh, about this, the the leaks and all that sort of thing. And obviously, it's still for us just now at the time of recording. It's still a developing story. We don't know what's going to be happening, but it's just I think it's something that's so important. And considering how this community got behind it is same thing with the Hadozi controversy mm. and Spelljammer. We can make a difference. And I yeah. think the more we talk about it and be that person to yeah. sign those letters and stuff, not attacking, I will yeah. say not attacking people who work there because that's not helpful. Well, yeah, I think that's an obvious one. And I've seen some some very sad stories out there about that. And I Awful. think it's that it, yeah. that's just... We all should know, and we know, we do know, we do know this that these are not the people making the decisions that are uh, no. that are. And it's, I've heard some horribles. So I've seen some things, and I won't repeat them. But it's just, yeah. it's not, um, yeah, it's not the right way to go about it. But the Linda Cadega article is really good. I think that their their pieces are in io Nine are really positive, and yes. I think well researched, well researched, well and really good. Yeah, I know. I just like good journalism, and it seems like yeah. Online have always done a little bit on on yeah. um, on TTRPGs. It seems it sounds like they're going to be doing more on that. And I I used to always like Io Nine for for my general sci fi and nerdy stuff. So I think that's really good. Yeah, and the last thing I want to point out is that if you're not entirely sure, because it does, I think it's one of those things that does affect everyone. All those other players, uh, even if you're not sure, it does affect you in some way. But I will say, if you're not 100 percent sure what's going on, you know, look at the article. But also, yeah. the memes have been spectacular. Oh. And I, have lo- you, if you're not sure what's going on, read that article, read the follow-ups, and then, then look at all the memes. Go to r slash d and d memes. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Uh, <laughs> brutal. Anyway, I appreciate that's not what this episode is about. And I know, again... Is this like when we... Said, uh, is this when we... <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's important to address it. And also, so again, with the character options as well, there's been a lot of discourse on that yeah. uh, written by much better people. We will come to certain elements of it possibly later on if we feel like it. Yeah, no, I think as we go through, I just think it was... The, what, the word I was looking for was people have said it so much more eloquently than we yes. have. And I think that... Yeah, I think there's some really great podcasts out there that have just talked about it. And we were a bit late to the party already. So we it was were. kind of like, everyone said it now. And then it's kind of like, we're just going to turn up and say the same thing and just go, we agree with basically everything that we've heard. The whole point of the unearthing of Arcana is that you, listeners, are unearthing the Arcana amongst the maze that is us rambling. <laughs> and so... <laughs> so true, so true. How did you know? 
<laughs> so now you you have finally uh, passed the test of the of the, the, the fifteen minutes in, yep, fifteen minutes in, and have unearthed the arcana, which is the cleric. Yes, the new cleric. So Hamilton, my question to you is: Have you ever played a cleric? Uh, not to my knowledge. <laughs> no, so we've not done an episode on DM's book club about clerics yet. To be fair, as we normally do, we read the mm. unearthed, we go back to the uh, player's handbook, and we see what's there. Mm. And I will say, it feels like this class. I think has been rewritten for the better. Yeah. I don't know. Like, all I know about clerics, all I know about clerics, Hamilton, right, is mm. that they can turn the undead and basically go, oh, what CR rating is that undead? Is it is it uh, a yeah. half? It's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I knew about it. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, and it annoyed me and it still does. And we'll talk about it then. Uh, this is another preview for Hamilton getting angry. I've had clerics in my games okay. and played with clerics in my party. I'm assuming you've had some clerics in your parties. Uh, Yes, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't have as regular uh, as many campaigns that are okay. shorter. I've had that obviously that long campaign, which is okay. plenty of fun. And then was anyone a cleric in that? No, no, <laughs> no, no. We in in my uh, Dragon Heist, I did. We had a cleric. Mm-hmm. We had a Death Domain cleric, a cleric mm-hmm. of Baal, <laughs> the god of murder. Whoa. Oh exactly. wow! Who then became a warlock, Asmodeus. So I told you it was an evil campaign, uh, but. They were evil in the sort of like PG thirteen evil because they were like wanted to be. They just the greed. We're going for the greed version. They were all capitalists, basically. I guess. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, I feel like as you know, there are like maybe certain tropes or stereotypes. Like as you know, the druids they're into Mm. nature. Rangers uh, before the revised stuff were not very Mm. good, Uh, Mm. and then Mm. and then clerics are like they like gods and they and they heal. Again, for me, they're not much of a fighter compared to a paladin, which is definitely more warrior type. Well, they haven't got the they haven't got the health, yeah. which I always find weird because they're always shown as these sort of the classic image that I always go to is the one that's on the D and D Beyond and is in the player's handbook of the dwarven cleric warhammer armored up, and you're like, you get a D eight. Yeah, they are very powerful in terms of the spells they can cast and the abilities they can do as yes. like with their um, divine spells are quite powerful, but also yes. divine intervention. And yes. and I think even role playing wise, you feel like you can allow them to get away with things based on their sort of relationship mm. to this god because they have the ability of some sort of divine nature and divine beings are you know very powerful. Yes. I think from a role playing point of view, they're very interesting because of that dynamic, particularly. Agreed. Yeah, I've never really, I've never really chosen. I've never gone. Oh, I, I want to play a cleric, but I, I can yeah. see the benefits and I enjoy having them in my campaigns if I if I had them. Sort of For thing. me, and maybe this is just me boiling it down to like a really basic level, which it might it might just be too simplified. It feels like the other side of a coin are with warlocks, in the sense of yeah. like they gain their powers from some other mm. entity or some being, whereas the warlocks, it feels a bit cd uh she says with quotation marks whereas yeah. this is, feels more righteous and good and that but at any time perhaps um well that's yeah. more like paladins where they could obviously they can break their oaths and stuff yeah. but i don't know per se because again we've not really looked in clerics in that detail if they can be if their powers can be revoked or diminished because they've not been following it certain doesn't practices mention them but i it, it's no. happened and i was sure it in um critical role season one with pike Exactly. She lost favor with Saren Ray for a while and lost the ability to do her powers because mm. she was moving moving too far away from the sort of intended purpose of yes. Saren Ray because she was I think she'd gone on a bit of a killing spree I think or something like that recently. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's sort of been sort of neglecting it. And I think that's what I mean from a role playing point of view. You can you can have as much fun with it as you can with a warlock, and you don't have to have the sort and and you can be 
it can be in a more positive light than sort of yeah. warlock one. But it, it comes back to my point as why why they put warlocks down with wizards and sorcerers and <laughs> but we won't go back onto that. We won't, again. we won't go into that. Well, so the other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm sure it's in the player's handbook description of clerics, mm. is they're pretty much a lot of the stuff that is the same sort of features and stuff like that. They've not changed too much. It's when they brought a new or switched things around, mm. certainly in the sort of main basic class, which we'll go on to. But one thing I just wanted to note mm. is that it talks about in the description, this idea that, you know, some of even the most highest influential or highest sort of status person at a temple I was gonna aren't make... necessarily, yeah, uh... they're not necessarily clerics. So there could be that awkwardness or that sort of tension where you turn up, newbie level one like oh i'm just an acolyte and yeah. but you can you can hear the god speaking to you whereas the people further up don't and I, again i thought that's just really that is such a, a classic trope that's been in a tv show isn't it or yeah. something like that but it's that sort of yeah you, you the sort of you, i mean that's what i mean from the role playing and the storyline mechanic that sort of like the level two cleric who's got this amazing connection with mm. the god and this temple priest or you know the high priest who they've uh, worked up the ranks, you know. worked for forty years to become this, and they still haven't heard from they their god. They can't hear them. I know. Yeah. Oh. And you just like you know, it's kind of yeah. You can see how that could develop. It's just the idea that this could be a flaw, but it doesn't have to be. Because like, yeah. I just, I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. It just talks about like that incapable of harnessing this 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 power mm. even though you are you are there you've created this community and it's yeah it's, it's just interesting I, I hadn't really considered it but I also took that as a very again a couple of things that they do again and they're doing with this is it feels like they're, they're creating that as, as a world mm. and it says that not every like but in in your world that could not be true yes so again it feels like and I'm I'm getting this 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 sense that they are going to push a setting on this starter for mm. D that is not going to just be like here's your dungeon master's guide your monster manual and your player's handbook but there is also or contained within that a guide to the forgotten realms or whatever system they're going to use because yes. it, they are bringing up a lot they brought it up a lot in the character ones mm. uh we talked about that when we talked about languages when we mentioned that in the last mm. ua and they're doing it a few other places where it's defining something much more of a type of world, a, a, mm. a world in particular, because the old one just, it, it doesn't say anything of that ilk. It's just, no. gives you those beautiful, like chanting a song of glory, a dwarf swings his axe sort of thing, yeah. or pulling down a curse upon forces of undeath. You know, it, it gives those sort of storylines. Oh, yes, then it goes, healers and warriors. It just says, they have the power of the gods, clerics are conduits of power. They harness divine magic, doesn't rely on study and training. They combine this. It does not mention anything yeah. on any type of reality. I don't know. I don't want to get too into the OGL either or anything like that. But this sense of like the openness of D&D in the sense, and I don't mean as why I'm saying it doesn't relate to that. I just mean yes. in this whole idea that D&D in 5e really felt like they were pushing the idea of you create your worlds. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This, mm-hmm. this is the game where you can do anything using our fantastic system, but yeah, like our little tool set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making your own worlds, but this document that we're reading now definitely feels more like mm. talks about the outer planes in relation to it. Talks about what we just said about not all acolytes have this, and which then you know creates a, a a reality that's all it could well be there maybe planescape i also think fandelva or fandolin because mm. that's coming out as a full-on setting yeah uh, so it could be that as well so yeah but that is in the forgotten realms Fandolin. well that's yeah no no absolutely so 
they, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it might be just come with the sort of primer for the Forgotten Realms as so. part of the player's guide, player's handbook, mm. and and maybe the DM's guide is. I'm just thinking of like other systems that uh, we've been looking at, like mm. obviously the Lord of the Rings system from Free League. That one is obviously set in the world of the Middle Earth, but it, yeah. it most other system or the Blade Runner one that they come with a setting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like they might. They might start, they might do that this time is what mm. I was getting going Yeah, at. no, no, absolutely. No, I definitely, that would be really interesting. I guess, I mean, I won't lie. I would like to see a version of the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide that's not the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide because it yeah. is boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll have to go through, we'll do our other, uh, our other proposed yeah. idea of the travel book club, but... If you think of the writers I, oh. of Minks and Boos, Journal yes. of Inley, then Perfect. great, you know. Perfect, yeah, but or not... Or anyone, <laughs> but no Anyone I'd... else. So yeah, just looking at the class features like as an overall before we're getting in, the main thing, and I will say this is mentioned in the video uh, that has Jeremy Crawford in it, and I didn't realise this, because again, I haven't played Clerics, I haven't necessarily played uh, Fighters, I think was the other one he mentioned. In the original version of this class, you had to pick your subclass at level one. Yeah. And the reason uh, they've sort of changed it now to third is because they've realised there's been this shift in the last eight years, and I'm sure this was happening anyway, whereby you would play a couple of early sessions as a one-shot, maybe two, mm. and so you didn't want to necessarily be locked into a choice. I totally agree. That's the one thing I found. It's the only one I could... Uh, the Warlock is the only other one you have to do that with as mm. well, isn't it? And I wonder if they're going to do that with the Warlock, but... I also find it that you can't do a warlock without having the pact. And yeah. how can you be a cleric who can speak to their god without knowing which god? Mm. Maybe it, I mean, I guess it's just like a generic holiness before getting in. Because they were saying as well, they wanted to design these classes so that not only for new players friendly, yeah. but also for veteran players to try a class they haven't tried before and not be yeah. locked in. But also, and again, I hadn't considered this because I don't really multi-class uh, yeah. my characters, is that if you, you know, people are like, I'll do a few dips here, I'll do a few dips there. If you're going to dip into cleric to have that bit of healing, you're then having to like, okay, I'm also this particular domain, yeah. rather than just having one here or one there. So I, I, I thought it was really interesting because I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. And I, again, hadn't realised that in the initial one. Your, you had to choose your subclass essentially at level one. But I think that would be really weird that if I did say to you, you don't choose your warlock patron until level three. I don't know. It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because now now that we've made that uh, now that we've made that comparison between one yeah. side of the coin and the other, yeah, I don't know. I, I can understand that that maybe you could you could play it that the cleric doesn't is not aware who is giving them these powers, and that's how mm -hmm. you'd have to sort of play it. I imagine is that you've you've been given this divine calling, but you're not sure who. Mm. But it feels like you're you're being forced into that whilst you could choose it anyway and then and then you could play that either way whilst mm. in this scenario you're sort of being like oh you know what your divine domain is at the beginning i mean i don't know it just it does make me just uh, that's all it's, no no, it's no just, i think yeah. i think it's a very good point i think just because we've been baked into that law but at the same time um on this podcast we did a bonus episode about zero level characters i was gonna who say didn't yeah. have anything like that so mm. i i mean for me the easiest choice would be like everyone starts at level three but obviously that's not that doesn't <laughs> make anything easier when I've done that with, uh, with any veteran players i have i wouldn't i would start a campaign at level three unless they were desperate to start i would suggest let's start at three because we've all done the we've all we all don't almost died by a cat yeah yeah we don't need to know that you can get killed by a cat because we've done that now and so we, we you've got that learning experience that you get from one to two that was one of the things i had on my list of like this is this is strange to not mm -hmm. choose but it but i also think oh but it does fit more with the rest of the yeah. classes because now i'm going back to multi-classic i appreciate we've not had the warlock 
uh, revised class come out yet. Mm. But I guess, yeah, if you're going to dip into Warlock uh, and you're yeah. like, oh god, now I've got to wait three bloody levels before I can like choose something. Yeah, I think it's, and it's also that the new one we're going to talk about, second level, how can you know what holy order you're going to have if you don't know what your god, <laughs> your god is? I don't, I think, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe unless it's like you choose your god but you don't get your mm. subclass stuff until later, it's just mm. that, and you can do that, can't you? No, nothing to stop you obviously saying, okay, well, I'm no. going to go down the life domain route. Uh, mm. That's my plan for now. And you kind of sort of have to choose it from a role-playing point of view is what I'm getting at yeah. early enough. Or, or don't, if you want to go down the, I don't know who these voices are, I don't know who this, this where this magic's coming from. So let's then go into level one, what mm-hmm. class features you get. So we get, first off, Child Divinity, because that used to be a level two thing. And they've changed yeah. it quite a bit. And again, this is coming from people who have not played or not read Clerics. So originally, and I knew this with Channel Divinity, is that you could get it once per long rest, or you have that two at least two uses. Mm. Uh, once you've used it, then you have to wait for a long rest. Now they do the revised thing of like it's now equal to proficiency bonuses, so you can do it mm. as up to at least six times, which is brill. Yeah. And also, again, something I I didn't realize is because obviously everyone has turn undead, undead. and then originally you would get one from your domain, mm. but. Now it's like here is to to make up for the fact that we've moved the subclass down a bit, you get another one instead, which is Divine Spark. Yeah. Which is uh, you roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency bonus, and then add the rolls together. You either restore hit points to uh, a creature within thirty feet of you to that total, or force them to make a Constitution saving throw. And if they fail that save, they take the radiant damage uh, or half as they uh, they make it. I was trying to figure out what the Constitution saving throw DC was because it doesn't say, and I'm just assuming it's your spell save. Yeah, it says DC equal to your spell save from this class spell casting features. Where does it say? Oh, did I miss that? Above divine spell. Oh, that's that, why. Yeah. It, don't don't worry. I can never read that tiny bloody writing. <laughs> but I thought the divine spot made me think of the power of Christ compels you. So <laughs> yes. that's kind of what it, it is. no. But it, it yeah. feels very much like it feels very excess, doesn't it? But can I? Can I just do my little mini rant then? Go for it, Hamilton. I'm I'm excited. Turn on dead. Why is it not turn? Choose monster choose type. type here yeah. that fits with your cleric domain because if you're, your idea if you're a yeah. death domain cleric yeah why are you turning undead you shouldn't be <laughs> or if you're a necromantic cleric or you're just a cleric that's that's god is not really bothered by the undead and is uh their key vengeance is against demons or something like that why is it not yeah choose a creature type yeah and go from there that's kind i of agree i was just wondering I mean, maybe from the sort of like, I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know how you break it down, but it just felt weird that it's always, why is clerics take the, the, the undead? What's, what have they ever done to clerics? I mean, <laughs> I get it. But it's very much a focusing on a particular type of religious sort of yes. theory. And yes. I think that actually it would be good if it had that. I mean, again, as we always say, you can just do that in your games at home. I, mean, I think that's an incredibly good point. Actually, I would make it that you choose a creature type. Yeah. Because this is the thing. Again, they've changed this slightly from the, in mm. in a way. I I didn't realize this. So they yeah. they've they've basically it's that same thing. If within each say creature type instead of undead within thirty feet, you must make a wisdom saving throw. If they fail, in the original one, they would have to move away because they were sort of frightened of you and yeah. keep back essentially. Now they have a dazed condition for a minute unless they take any damage or you're incapacitated. And basically, they have to use yeah. a dash action. And if it moves, it's got to move further away from you than when it started. So it's the same sort of thing, but instead of being very afraid of you like all the time you can't just chase them round you know they have a minute and if they take damage they stop because they're at command of that but if it moves it must move further from you than it was when it, it started. started yeah exactly but like again if you damage it it mm. comes out of its confusion yes. 
uh, it's dazed effect as well. And again, something we'll talk about towards the end of this episode, perhaps, is that dazed condition is a newish condition that yeah. I hadn't really heard of before. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I like it. Uh, we were talking off podcast that it feels mm. very much similar. We see it in video games mm. a little bit. We see it in other RPGs. So it's, it's I think it's a good one to have here. Yeah. Uh, with that one, it's you, you, you know, you have this condition and you can either do an action or you can move, but you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yep, makes sense to me. We didn't go through the sort of proficiency starting equipment stuff. I believe, although you will tell me otherwise, no doubt, I thought it was all vaguely the same. Everything is the same, and they do the thing that they've they've done with the other expert classes, which is giving you proficiencies, preferences, proficiency preferences, which is mm-hmm. persuasion, religion, or choose two from, and then gives yes. you the ones that are exactly the same in the current one. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I found interesting was... Mm-hmm. That the starting equipment choice says change shirt, holy symbol, mace, priest pack, shield, seven GP. And I really would have thought they would have gone for Warhammer because it's the one they use yeah. always in the other. That's all. I just thought it was kind of funny they went for mace. That was that was really the only point I wanted to make on it. It doesn't really mean much, but it was just kind of like, I I just was like, no Warhammer. I just thought, I don't know, maybe because of Warhammer. But I, I just sort of, <laughs> I just thought that that's the, in my mind, the classic cleric is the dwarf and... Cleric that with image the, yeah. with, the, with Warhammer, and that was kind of that was just all that came to me. But that's it's not a big one. I can, uh, you can just skip a Warhammer. You can, you can make your own choices. I just thought it was funny that their preferred choice was ace. That was all. I, I, I don't know. And then yeah, the same old with the again uh, back to level one. You still got the spell casting uh, mm. exactly the same as we talked about it previously in the expert yeah. ones. So we don't need to go over that as well. I guess the only thing uh, to note, if if you're interested, again, the suggested spells. Yes. Cure wounds, sacred flame, shield of face, spare the dying, and pharmaturgy. So yeah, any and then if you want yes. to pick your own, you just got to make sure they're all from the divine spell list. Yes. So again, yeah. they're, they're reinforcing that whole. It's three different categories of spell uh, of divine, primal, yeah. and arcane. Next level two. This is a new one, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit before. Holy mm-hmm. order. So you have dedicated yourself to one of the following sacred roles, and then it goes either on your own or part of a religious order. I, again, I'm just like I feel so smug. I am definitely this role. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, yeah. like three different styles. Like, I, for me, I can see them mm. like being like fighting styles or you a little bit extra essentially. And you have three. You've got protector. You've got scholar. And then I'm going to say this wrong. Thaumaturge, I think that's how you pronounce Thaumaturge? it. Thaumaturge? Yeah, Thaumaturge, yeah. I th- yes, yes. Like Thaumaturgy. I don't know, I just, I always panic when it's a word I, I say out loud and not in my head, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's, so with the Protector, you get uh, extra proficiency in uh, martial weapon and heavy armour training. With Scholar, you have this studying and teaching of lore of, of the mm. gods and the multiverse, gaining you proficiency in two of the following skills. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and I... I'm going to ask you to clarify this because I, I wasn't 100% sure. So whenever you make an ability check using either skill, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your wisdom modifier. Is that like you're proficient, but then also yeah, plus... plus plus whatever your wisdom Whoa. modifier is? Yeah. Damn. So it could that's be like double proficiency. Yeah. So that's it. So you could have a proficiency modifier plus three and then a wisdom modifier, which is going to be high because you're a cleric anyway. So it's going to be probably like plus... Five, maybe even five, maybe seven four. or something yeah. like yeah. Just, I, seven. I was just like, yeah. oh my god, because yeah, if you've already got like I don't know proficiency at the beginning with start with plus two, don't you? Uh, yes, yes. And so you, you do. can have up to a plus four in the stat, can't you? Yeah. If you, if you roll well enough, so you could have plus six on a roll Damn. already, 
at that, level two. At level two, yeah. That's pretty good. And then the final one, uh, delving deeper into your divine magical abilities, you can prepare one extra cantrip from the divine spell list. Interesting that you said that, because they keep using zero level spell half the time, yeah. and then cantrip, cantrip on the actual spell list thing says cantrips. But I wonder if they're actually going to get rid of cantrip and just use zero level spell. Oh god, that makes it sound so bloody mappy and I don't know. <laughs> I know, but I think it's probably easier for people coming in. Oh no, I don't know. Like what's change. a cantrip? And what? it's like, well, it's the it's a spell spell that you can do because it's different to a spell. It's it, but I think they're going to call them zero level does, spells. Does cantrip have another meaning that I'm unaware of? Like, I don't know, it means no. cow in a certain language or something. No, I don't like. think so. I don't actually I don't even know where the word comes from cantrip I, I only know it purely through D, as a as a throwaway spell it's uh a cantrip is a word of the scots origin to mean a magical spell of any kind or one which reads the same forwards and backwards it can also be a witch's trick or a sham it's possibly derived from the gaelic canterech a piper's monomic chant whoa look at mm-hmm. that that's pretty cool so the more yeah. you know yeah, but I did find the yeah zero level spells. I'm not a fan of that title, but I imagine that's where they're going. I had that it, feeling. That yeah, no, yeah. it makes. It, I I will admit I get a bit of an ick from that. I'm like, Ugh. on holy order, I think it's nice. I think it. Um, when we're talking about uh, role playing, I think that it adds another. I always like giving more things, as I always say, it's all the time to characters to allow them to develop more of a role playing or mm-hmm. a characterization of of what their their personage is, mm-hmm. and so. In this regard, it gives you something to focus on that is outside of the the sort of like, oh, I'm focused on this god. But actually, yes, it kind of delves into the sort of functioning and the actual mechanics of being in the in some sort of religious order, mm-hmm. be that individually or as a group order. I think that's kind of interesting. It gives you something else to like take on. Like, yeah, I might be part of the death domain, but I'm a scholar in the death domain. So yeah. I'm just really about the law of death domain mm-hmm. than I am about the, the sort of death part yeah. of the death of it do you know what i mean or the sort of i don't know it's kind of interesting in yeah. in that way and you know you can see a, a place for that and it's like if you enjoy playing those more those sort of different characterizations it kind of gives you something to work with which i think could be kind of interesting i hadn't really considered it but yeah like you know obviously the protector you're a bit maybe a bit more offensive in a way mm. uh you know scholar absolutely the studying the studying sort of archetype there mm. but i do like the idea of a, a thaumaturge it's, it's like a, a like a, a theater person and it's like, I have an extra spell. It's smoke bomb. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> and bonfire. Ooh! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I take it as as much as well the sort of like, um, yeah, I'm focusing on the power of, of, of the god and trying to like meditate in a way that gives me this ability to connect more or something. But yes, yeah. you can take it the... the... Take like it the way. dramatic route, yeah, yeah, yeah. Route, yeah. I, oh, yeah, because you'd be putting on like the passion plays, you know, that sort of thing where the, <laughs> the mummers plays. You're like, and yeah. now we see the story of the world. Yeah, exactly. They, they did the little maquettes and stuff. Yeah, and people, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, now I want to play a cleric just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> now at level three, we've got the subclass, mm-hmm. and then uh, so we'll come back to that. We'll come back to the basically as. as everyone knows in the ua we have sort of the main class and then they have a suggested uh subclass and it's this one is the life domain which everyone i think is aware of yeah it's the most popular one in the player's yeah. handbook or at least the most rememberable one the most renowned one that's what i'm thinking i of. guess that's the right way yeah yes that's the word i'm thinking of level four is the feat and that would be normally ability score improvements but mm-hmm. obviously now there's this focus on feats which is fine and then we've got smite undead instead yeah. of destroy undead because they're getting rid of cr yes. as i called last time 
As I said, I bet you they're getting rid of CR because it's confusing and no one understands it. And the yeah. fact that they've done this, I'm like, that proves that, I think, to me now. It, yeah, it's, what do you think of it? Smite Undead. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so just to de- describe it, so this time, the Smite Undead, whenever you use Turn Undead, so that Child Divinity from uh, level one, you roll a number of D8s equal to your proficiency bonus and then add the rolls together. Each Undead that fails its saving throw against the Turn Undead takes that radiant damage equal to its rolls toll. Compared to the destroy undead, is that if you, it's a certain CR rating, then it's dead, and then that would go up the levels, mm. uh, and that's that's basically what the the original uh, cleric was. It's just that like you just got more and more powerful at killing, up yeah. to I think it was CR four. Yeah, I think it's good. You get up to sixty eight in total by the mm. end of it, so that's not bad. But again, maybe it's pretty OP but again I would suggest as you, as you rightly put would mm. turn undead why just focus on dead turn a creature type it should affect yeah. that creature type that's the only thing I would say on top of that yeah. really I just can see it mainly for like demons and devils as kind of the classic ones that you think or if you are an evil cleric you know celestials and, and stuff like that maybe keeping it to something that's like not necessarily monsters but like yeah. Uh, aberration you know sort of things that yeah that i'm thinking of like uh well just i just think you could tailor it to your your deity that's the only thing i think yeah. is just not tailored to a deity and so because not all I, that's all i just don't think all deities right. don't like undead that was kind yeah of exactly or yeah they are undead in some way or yeah, yeah absolutely or they get exactly. on very famously with undead like I'm sure there is one out there, but I just want to see like a a, a domain of ooze or, yes. or gunk or something, and be like <laughs> I cast you out, gunk fly. <laughs> it's like level six again. You get another subclass feature, and then level yeah. seven, a new thing. We have blessed strikes, divine power. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, exactly. I didn't, yeah, I was trying to find it, and I was like, it's not in there, is it? So no. yeah, it's um, it is a new thing. Uh, no, it's not a new thing. Is it not? It's not. It is an optional class feature. <gasps> and it was an optional class feature from Tasha's. from Tasha's. So the other ones that are missing from that is we could go we could go on Blessed Strike. Blessed Strike was in there as it is written as an eighth level choice that you could mm-hmm. take. Uh, which replaces the design strike or potent spellcasting feature, I think is what it was called before. You also could have the additional things was you could get a first additional cleric spells in the first level cleric feature. Harness divine power, which is you can expend the use of the channel divinity to fuel your spells as a bonus action. You touch a holy seal or utter a prayer and regain one extended health slot. So basically you just exchange spell slots. for You do some warlocking yeah. or sorcery points sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cantrip versatility at fourth level. Whenever you reach a level in this class, can't see ability score improvement feature. You can replace one cantrip you learned from this class's spell feature with another cantrip from a, from the cleric spell list. So it just is a, a switchy. switchy over instead of a ability mm-hmm. score improvement. So that was the other ones. But yeah, Blessed Strikes was in, was in, was well, in there the... You go. I thought I'd heard it before. I couldn't find it in the normal one. Then I kept scrolling and then I found it. So that was Interesting. It. Yeah, so yeah, divine power infuses you in battle. When a creature takes damage from you from one of your cantrips or level zero spells uh, <laughs> or your attacks with weapons, you can also deal 1d8 radiant damage to that creature. Once you deal this damage, you can't use this feature again until the start of your next turn. Mm. It feels very much like a, a smite where, yeah. But obviously, do it over and over again. You could do it once per attack, once per yeah, your turn. So on at least one attack. I like it. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty cool. It it makes me think the bit there's a bit of paladin ness going with the smite yes. undead and blessed strikes, but um, it's fine. Uh, level eight, number feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, level nine, holy order. Your sacred duties have expanded. Ooh, holy order, you've, Batman. You've. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd be a part of that order. You know, sacred duties have expanded, probably because you've chosen to be rather than <laughs> yes. uh, allowing you to choose a second option from the holy order feature. I mean, cool, I guess. I don't, yeah, I feel that that doesn't feel right to no. me. That doesn't sit well because it's like you focus on being a scholar and you, and then it's like instead of saying like how we can make all of those three better yeah, better yeah we've exactly. just gone ah take another one i'm gonna yeah. say wizards i'm gonna send that back in the post and ask you to rework that yeah. and come back to me and then you'll get remarking i'm not gonna mark that until you i'm not gonna mark it <laughs> well, until you've true. done your homework properly well, they do that on other where they're like, oh, you're this kind of uh, what a sorcerer, and you get yes. these moves, and yeah, so it makes I'm sense. Thinking you'd have the feats that we talked about um, in regards to Dragonlance and yeah. the that's, um, yeah. that's exactly it, and the orders gaining you got, and the you... planescape ones that we're going to get as well. Yeah, to do with um, uh, the different planes. Yeah, the they, different they planes. Increase. Yeah, yeah, and you get a, an increased version of it, and and and, a de- and you follow that that list down, and I was like, well, you already worked that up. You yeah. can do this this here, I think, and and it's quite obvious. Yeah, I guess like protecting you just get like I don't know better two handed weapons or something like that. I don't know, like or it... you gain I don't know you could gain basically great weapon master feet for free or something. Oh, or yeah. add that in there, even though they've nerfed it. Um, oh, and then oh. scholar, maybe you gain you could double your wisdom modifier, and also you can make yeah. uh, uh, maybe you could get the bonus action investigation thing from the from the insight bonus action insight like from. Uh, mastermind yeah i think we should just expand on it like it just it feels lazy at this point if you've expanded it for the other classes and other features and why not do it for this one exactly uh, that's it and they know they don't have to do that they've got lots of people working for them they could just write it <laughs> uh level 10 another subclass yeah. feature which we come mm-hmm. on to and then again we've mentioned this earlier but originally was a level 10 but now a, a level 11 yeah Divide intervention as an action you can call on your deity or pantheon to intervene on your behalf when your need is great describe the assistance you seek and roll a percentile dice if you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level the divine power intervenes the, the dm chooses the nature of it and the effect of any divine spell is appropriate interestingly if it does happen you can't use this feature again for 2d6 days before it was just seven days mm-hmm. and otherwise you can use it again after long rest which is the same um yeah i mean we know it we've seen it on streams before and it's always like like we could do it or uh, got to get under 20 you know 11 yes. 11 chance we might do it it's a bit of a role isn't it it's like because it's not until level used to be level well we're gonna get to mm. it yeah up to a level 20 you're trying to roll on a d100 <laughs> yeah like a one yeah. in five chance so it's not a big yeah exactly but it's a cool thing and when it happens it's pretty cool i think it allows that a lot of fun not only with the player but with the dm as well going mm. okay what is it that you exactly need to- level 12 a feat uh, level 14 subclass level 16 a feat Seat. it's just like okay have we run out of things it's because they've taken away the uh, destroy undead thing and it's it's you're gaining yeah. power to hurt uh, yeah. undead rather than destroy them and then you've got at level 18 greater divine intervention Basically, when you use your divine intervention, it just succeeds automatically. Mm-hmm. What? That was the level twenty. Level twenty, yeah. And that was actually probably one of the few level twenties that was actually kind of cool because you got something yes. pretty cool out of it. But right. yeah, better eighteenth level, and we've already. Then you get it's very yeah, and and you get two d four days if it if it succeeds. So that's pretty cool. So it could be every two days you're doing this yeah. minimum. You then get another feat. You're yep. basically a hecaton 
theories. There's a there's a there's a reference for you. There's a reference for you, my god. Wow. Uh, Whoa. And then at twenty level we'll get an epic boon and we've said enough about epic boons. <laughs> yes, epic boon of fate. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But everyone's gonna take that epic boon of get forty hit points. And... Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Or, you? Or, yeah, or luck or, or anything like that. And then it talks about the cleric spells, which uh, I don't think we need to go through those. We know some of them have been changed a little bit, like the again at the end of the thing. So the, the ones that are underlined in the document have changed in some way. Although mm. sometimes I read them and I go, "Have I not? Have Why I been playing it wrong?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's right at the back. Yeah, yeah. what like spiritual weapon? I was like, I'm sure it could do all that, but who, I don't know. I'm, I just I'm maybe I've been playing D and D wrong all this yeah. time. But yes, we. I mean, it's again, it's one of those things that you can understand them changing a few of the spells and stuff. Although as we we were sort of lamenting off cameras like they've changed banishment and they've nuked it and they've nuked yeah. great weapon master and it's just it's not yeah. fun anymore you can't do these r- ridiculous outrageous things because it's all a little bit generic great, but... great weapon master was the best it's so good i don't know why you would change it the idea of prepared that provides recommended spells we talked about this before was the same they did that with the ranger and they did yeah. that with the the bard and it's because they want to make it very easy for people to jump in and figure yeah. it out but you're right banishment is crapper yeah, Mercer is crapper. Yeah, I think it's decomplicating some things, and we said this last time as well. Yeah. Sometimes they overcomplicate something to just decomplicate something else, and uh, which is probably just so it seems like they've actually done something. Maybe, but also maybe maybe they just want to like I don't know, make it so that anyone can play. But I'm like, yeah, but we don't want to like. There's it gets to a point where like, yes, there's ease of access and stuff, but we are smart people. Sometimes I I can put a combo together in Horizon Forbidden West eventually and I can I can do it but you know it just yeah. I, like I I made the combat document as you know and yeah. I refer to it every single session yeah. and like, I enjoy that that's something yeah. I like but I don't know maybe it's that sort of thing where maybe it's, it's made it too easy for people they're like oh we just want people to drop in and out I don't know so yeah it doesn't I'm not 100% sold that that's the complete truth though because mm. it feels like they, they're doing that in some places and, and, and it feels like they're not in others which yeah. is weird but that's, I don't know I, I, I don't know I think I think sometimes it's um, mucking about with something for the sake of mucking about with something as well yeah <laughs> Shall we move on then to yeah. the uh, subclass that they've mentioned? So yes, life domain focuses on the vibrant, positive energy. Uh, <laughs> anti yeah, energy. The masters of healing, essentially. Again, you know what you were saying before about them sort of stripping out certain details and stuff. Interestingly, mm. they've stripped out the associated gods because in the original they sort of named a few gods that you could be a part of to give you some mm. whereas now it's just like you know agricultural deities sun gods gods of healing or endurance or gods of home and community yeah. which is interesting because that's that kind of goes against my idea that they are making it for a system uh, yeah. a setting. so then i don't know they kind of change yeah it kind of changes it up but the the thing that it, it has a very similar layout but obviously it starts at third level rather than yep. first level so that's where you used to get that bonus proficiency in heavy armor, which is mm. where you got your classic. But you get yes. that from your holy order now. Yes. At, in second level, because uh, that was the first level benefit, mm-hmm. and then you got a disciple of life, which was your healing spells are more effective when you ever use a spell of first level higher. Restore hit points to a creature. The creature gains additional hit points equal to two plus spells level. Yeah. Well, that nice. is now there at third level instead of at first level. Mm-hmm. And the preserve life used to be a channel to divinity that you got at second level but you now get it at sixth level, sixth level. Mm-hmm. again blessed healer uh, but we'll go through these uh, my point was we'll start back sorry i'm going ahead of myself the play the the spells yes they have changed one thing in the spells which yeah. is they removed spiritual weapon i did see that 
and added in prayer of healing, yes. which is new spell, and makes so much sense when it's like we're all about preserving life, spiritual oh, weapon to yeah. kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. It was quite funny when everything else is like death ward guard in your face, massacre wounds, and then spiritual weapon just feels you know because yeah. you get heavy armor, so it's protecting, protecting the self, preserving life, making sure you can look after people, and I, and, and I think from a uh, conceptual point of view, it makes more sense to have the prayer of healing than uh, spiritual. Yeah, I was going to say the original spells that they were. So you ha- the ones that they've taken out are bless, mm. cure wounds, uh, spiritual weapon, as you've said, beacon mm. of hope, which is quite sad because I kind of like beacon of hope, mm. um, garden of faith, and then finally raise dead because I think they're like, oh, we don't talk about that side of the the faith. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you can raise dead in a life domain spell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I think is. You create an un- raised dead is when you create an undead, right? Uh, yeah, it's necromancy. You turn a dead creature you touch to life. Oh no, it's no, no, that's, it's... no raised dead. I think that's like a, a come back to life for anyone. Come back to life thing. Oh, yeah. so that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. I know, I know, but I just, I just thought it was. Yeah, no, I, I mistook it first. So no, that was my fault. I thought it was like yeah, raised undead. That's what I thought. Yeah, so I was like that. That makes no sense. Yeah. So that's okay, it. yeah. Oh, I read. Oh, my two pages of my spell book are, are stuck together. Balls. <laughs> So the one thing I wanted to mention on the yes that, that level six now preserve life uh, child divinity. So you it's changed slightly. It's mostly mm. is the same, but it mm. says now you choose any creature within thirty feet of you and divide these uh you know these number of hit points five times your credit level. And it says in brackets you can choose yourself. It didn't say that in the mm, in the didn't. old one. It made me laugh because I see a bunch of people going, oh no, I'm I'm dying, but here have more health. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, because it normally would say yeah, and sometimes you say any feature or it's like and it sometimes spells would say 30 feet of you but then in the actual description would say touch as well yes. like they have the range and touch so that kind of made you know but because it's not a spell it doesn't have that so it's yeah it's a good point blessed healer is you cast for the first level higher that restores hit points to a creature other than you gain hit points equal to two plus the spells level so you get you get some you like you some for you and some for me yes same as it used to be just at a high level and then supreme healing at 14th yeah you basically get to max it out max essentially it, max it. yeah and again, is exactly the same. Very little has changed on this one, but yeah, it's great. I love that. So yeah, instead of, yeah, instead of restoring two d six points for a creature, mm. you restore twelve. And you're like, ah, oh. yeah. So yeah. I, I, exactly. yeah, it makes sense why they got rid of beacon. Less hitty bitty, as I put. That, obviously, that's all there is in this document for uh, clarity. So uh, overall, I think. Mm. Good because I've not really played anything, so I appreciate it. Obviously, that's not very helpful to our listeners going, but you should know more. I just. Yeah. I feel like if you just took the cleric by itself, uh, without any of these life domains, it feels initially maybe if you were looking at it a certain way, a little bit like that ranger class. It didn't feel as complete, and it makes more sense, I guess, with these domains that they are more interconnected with. They have a certain theme, or they have a certain god compared to the ranger, which would have all these things. If you see what I mean. So mm. I, I was noticing sim- oh, fe- my own feelings of similarity there, but I think I agree. Like the the undead thing. Like you, I think thanks to you pointing it out, I was like, yeah, why can't we just pick something? Why can't we yeah. have a favored type of enemy against the pantheon that we yeah. all dislike because of the teachings, and which you can change yeah. possibly depending on your role play. Well, even then, I mean, or do you, or don't have that at all. Just have, I don't know, just have it as a not turn anything. Have it as yeah. a just have it as a a turn anything, turn everything, thing. turn everything and anything. You know, like turn everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's just like turn uh, creatures who are um, uh, e- uh, evil aligned, perhaps. No, well, no, attacking you. As Attack- in, like, oh yeah, that's um, the yeah, aggressive towards you. you. Is like you can 
you can decide who those, or you can turn anyone. You can turn your friends, you know, sort of thing. You can literally choose any yeah, choose any creature. creature within thirty feet. And I'm kind of I'm kind of down for that because I think yeah, it's this funny. It's again that sort of sense of like it's a very old fashioned thing that's still stuck in there that could just easily transition to like mm-hmm. you know if you're in the life domain you have the turn undead and you get benefit if it's undead or something about I don't know mm-hmm. I don't really know or whatever your teachings are, you can maybe work that in with your mm. DM. But I think if it was just like, you get to do this feature to anyone within 30 feet would yeah. probably just make more sense. Do I think clerics are a great class? Do I think this version of clerics is is, is a good improvement? It's really mm. what I mean to be saying. Yeah. Is I like the Holy Order. I think they could make it better, as we've mentioned, yeah. by having it s- scale. And I think that the life domain makes more sense. And... Mm-hmm. The thing that I really enjoyed in the expert classes was mm. the expertness that they made, which was yes. you gain these expert team yeah. speeches yeah. quite regularly. And they haven't yeah. done that necessarily. Does it this. feel like you get more like power or you get yeah. more like, I, I don't know, connection to your God? Because there used to be yeah. like spells which you'd be like, uh, you're, you can ask your God free questions and they say yes, no, not sure. You know, like, uh, commune. Yeah, commune. It doesn't feel special. But I don't, again, I, I don't know if that's just because I've never played a cleric and I, I not necessarily have yeah. a desire to. I don't know. I, I, just, I just feel like with the, yeah. the, the priests, as they call them, which I'm not a fan of, as we yeah, said, we've, I think we've said that, and yeah. is the better version. But, I love um, that, yeah. <laughs> the, with the, the, the class group, that I think they, I think what I've liked about as much as it's not it's not highly you know in evolved idea it's just you get expertise and things but it makes sense and it did feel like those those classes mm. had become about becoming focused on them and becoming uh, being able to get proficient in things which makes a lot of sense mm. whilst this feels like it could do with just something that could go across all of these things that mm. is about that class group so yeah just doing feet, 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 but it could be. Yeah, it'd, it'd feel a bit boring to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and they've yeah. got spaces at thirteen, fifteenth, and seventeenth, and they mm. could just fill that with something. Maybe I like... would. I wonder if their argument was that, oh, you get higher spell slots at those ones, hence why. I know the child divinity. Yeah, grows I, I'm, su- with I'm it. surprised there's no. You don't have a selection of child divinities. Yeah. You know, like how warlocks, you can get certain boons and packs and stuff. I don't know, like more more on the divine intervention or more divine like abilities, like um, like like a proper shield of faith comes up or yeah, something. Aura yeah, can... effects that like yeah. they do in the paladins. Paladins, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't got the answer off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's someone out there who's already done something that probably is great. And um, and but it's yeah, I'm sure there's an idea in there that could be really. Well, I think I think it definitely feels like to me that yeah, we should definitely do a clerics episode and go through all the domains, and maybe that that's when it makes a bit more sense. Because again, for me, I've only ever seen clerics as like oh, those are the ones that heal, and then I watch streams of clerics who don't heal, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Chat a little bit about some of the glossary stuff. So with each yes. UA, some new glossary terms and some some of the terms that they're going to go, they're testing out or changing going forward and stuff. Uh, some of them make sense. I think again, there's that what you were saying before, Hamilton talking about like if people are new to the game, they might not know what certain things are. I'll start straight off the bat. I don't like what's happened to exhaustion. 
Um, essentially, <laughs> exhaustion used to be a really fun thing where, you know, it was very descriptive, very role play. Every level you got, it was something different, which would reduce your character quite a bit. Now they've just reduced it to a number whereby when you do your D20 test, which is, again, another word I do not like, um, but you would take that number away from whatever your final thing was. And then you you can get up to 10 levels of exhaustion. And then that's when you would uh, pass on, shuffle off this mortal coil. But I just feel that's really fucking boring. Like, I just like, okay, sure. You might be like, oh, okay, I've got a minus five to this, but I also have a plus six to my role so I'll just yeah. it's only plus you know it's like oh that's boring compared to you have disadvantage on ability uh, ability checks you can only move at half movement all that sort of malarkey yeah. which is more interesting all all, all attacks are advantage you know I, but I guess it's just because they, they don't like having negative effects on people so this is like maybe they're again like you said before trying out new things but I just oh it just makes it so clinical and so when we should be doing more and more role play stuff yeah. uh, and not having it like, oh, 17, 20, oh, zero, zero. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's not a number, it shouldn't be a number game, but although yeah. it is a number game. It is the end of the day, but no, I know what you mean. And it's a strange when we talk about it being about role playing focus and we had mm. things like While We're On The Witchlight coming out only, yeah. uh, well, it feels probably a while now, a year and a half ago or something, maybe mm-hmm. even, I don't know. That was you know really amazing push towards the lack of of yeah. like these the sort of thing but maybe that's the maybe that's what it is it's streamlining these 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 background ideas so that mm. to in in the thought process that that it frees up the other elements of the game mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know i don't know and to be honest the only person that will know is crawford and co <laughs> crawford and perkins yeah and perkins and co <laughs> Yeah, as yeah. to what the thing is not i haven't actually watched any of those videos you mentioned i saw them on there but i didn't actually watch I mean, them because i'd rather just get it with my own idea reading it yeah. i will say the videos are helpful but i when you see like say for example the character options one that's an hour long i timed i times two to the shit out of that watching <laughs> i'm a busy woman i don't have time to listen be doing that to us <laughs> oh i'm sure they do i'm, I'm sure, sure they do, they do. <laughs> so, was there any terms that stood out for you hamilton that yeah like, uh hmm. The grappled condition. Um, mm. I we you figured out the reason why it's different, but uh, I didn't realize the grapple. So grapple originally did your speed to zero. You the grappler can drag or carry you when it moves, but the grappler suffers the slow condition. This is new, but uh, you're in a tiny. But you could you were movable, but you couldn't move basically yourself. And escape was that you had to make a saving escape. The grapples escape DC at the end of of your turns, mm-hmm. which ends the condition, or if they're incapacitated or they get banished mm-hmm. or something like that. But it then added in attacks affected. You have disadvantage on attack rolls against any target other than the grappler. That makes mm-hmm. sense because you're grappled and you're trying to fight off an attacker. Mm-hmm. So you should have disadvantage on other people, but still have a normal attack against the grappler. The thing is, I thought that was always the case, but it's because yeah. you are grappled and restrained. restrained it used to be. Yeah. And restrained is where you get disadvantage on attacks and everyone gets advantage attacks against you. And now my theory was, as I said to you, but the thing is that this makes sense, though, that mm. they don't save the advantage tax on you because if you're being grappled by someone and you're mm. trying to fight them off, there's that classic moment where someone's trying to shoot, like, got a gun at, so- at someone that's holding someone <gasps> hostage and yeah. they can't take the shot because they're moving around and they don't want to yeah. hit the person that's being grappled because normally that person trying to take the shot is friendly to the person yes. or vice versa is friendly to the person who is grappling yes. and can't do any damage to the to the person there so i thought that was interesting i thought that it should also maybe give the disadvantage on attack rolls against the grappler 
Yeah, that's what I thought as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then that would mean grappling has an effect for you as a grappler, because if you grapple someone, then you, like in that hostage yeah. situation, you've taken someone hostage, their enemies can't get a shot at you without hurting yeah, yeah, their yeah. friend. Exactly. And so they should have disadvantage on attacks against you. But they haven't added that in, so that's my only thing on that. That was yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration, only one at a time. You can do that. Uh, I won't go on to influence because it's going to take... We can talk about that. That's going to take too long to talk about, and I think there's... It's an interesting, an interesting one that it has been discussed quite a bit in the discourse as well. This idea of manipulation, so, so maybe we should come back to that as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think we, I think there's discourse that's been out about that, and I think persuasion is already a mechanic in the game, which is a much better terminology for it, which is about, yeah, you know, and it says it here. The skills are animal handling, so gently coaxing a beast, deception, intimidation, mm. persuasion, which are things in there, but yes. I think it's the there's there's a bit of. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think overall I get the idea of having a glossary book because I work in higher yeah. education. I work with academics. The amount of times I've said this is a great dis- definition, but it's an explanation, not a definition. It needs to be one yeah. sentence or not. And I'm just there going, oh guys, like yeah. oh, some of the most like difficult terrain. That's a lot of sh- shit. You yeah. know, I'm just like guys, keep it simple. I guess I, I maybe they're having to over explain the new terms, but is, I, is this going to be at the back of the player's handbook? It feels more like the sort of thing that would be like, hey, by the way, DM, how to run like yeah. when someone makes a persuasion check. Mm. It's very, it's got too much. It's got, it's got a, it's got a negative connotation to the terminology and the way that it works. And I think that it's also, you know, I don't know. I think there's a, a yeah, I think it was a bit. I just didn't know. There's too much to yeah. it. I will say, I, although I've just noticed it now, you know how before we were saying, I don't know the difference between certain things. There is uh, underneath rules glossary, there's a little section that says change log and it goes, here are the list of glossary entries that are new or updated. And I'm like, why is that not in bigger writing for yeah. us old ladies who uh, <laughs> need their spectacles to, to read all this? Epic Boon of Fate, just because I, I realized we didn't cover it. Uh, when another creature that you can see within 60 feet of you makes a d20 test, uh, you can roll a d10 and apply that number as a bonus or a penalty. You can use this bonus uh, once you use it. You, can, uh, you can't use it again until you roll initiative or finish a short or long rest. So pretty good, I guess, because you can use it on your initiative and stuff. But yeah, you want to you want to use your 100 hit points one, 40 hit points one, don't you? Yeah, that's the word I'm going for. <laughs> well, I think there's better ones out there. Someone needs to that people can make that was kind of my thing oh, i think well, 100 hey, epic boons yeah. yeah epic boons is gonna be good and the study action was like that came on yes when you take the study action can you make an intelligence check to study your memory a book or creature a clue an object or another source of knowledge and call to mind an important piece of knowledge about it which is just can i make an intelligence check or an, an investigation or a history check, check or, a history or, check. or, or like, a... but the areas knowledge table suggests which skills are epical when you take this so it's kind of again it's more of a like it's explaining those things when you would have just gone yeah it's about magic. I'll make an arcana check, but it kind of gives you some certain things. It's explaining all. I did like investigation was traps, ciphers, riddles, and gadgetry. <laughs> I know gra- gadgetry. What a great word. Gadgetry is a great word, isn't it? I like that word. I guess I've got to that point now. It's tricky because I I'm going obviously I'm running different systems now that a lot of the time you don't need to roll for certain things. I think I'm my style of DMing has changed a bit where I'm not saying it's like do I know this? If it's like something that you know I'm like well you don't know this. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to tell you now. I don't, because I don't want you to waste that natural 20 and go, yeah, you definitely don't know this. Because, you know, like, make up stuff necessarily, unnecessarily. 
I mean, I'm I'm very good at I mean I'm, I mean I say that I always make up stuff when when they ask me for certain things. You know, if it's something that intrigues me, like is there uh, are there secret ent- entrances into this library? And you're like, oh, maybe. Ah, uh, roll and find out. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you. The rules glossary is a funny term, and maybe it's I haven't actually checked the glossary of terms in the player's handbook to really know, and I never really looked at it, so maybe it has all this stuff in there anyway. So probably, probably does knowing us. One thing we have discussed on this uh, podcast, and maybe if I say out loud, we now hold ourselves to it, is that we just oh, yeah. did discuss having. Yeah, I know you know what's coming. Um, we did discuss whether or not to do like a GM's uh, book club where we look at other systems in general. I know. And because it's something that both interests as well. We do read a lot of other systems. Uh, you yeah. write content for the systems. I I play a lot of other systems. So it's I think I it's something all that all the other systems, <laughs> all the other systems. So it is it is something that we are thinking of in general. So if yeah. as you're like I love D and D, but also these are the cool games that these yeah. two get to play. Or, you know, let us know. Ironically, we did think of this before the OGL scandal <laughs> as well, and then it was I like, know. and then the OGL has gone like, oh, I think our GM's book club idea was a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a good idea, so we need to get on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but we've come to the end of this yes. episode. Thank you so much, Hamilton, for for suggesting clerics. Because again, it's one of those things where, oh yeah, we really should do them at some yeah. point as well. So it's it's actually yeah, a nice little contained episode. So I really, really appreciate mm. it. Yeah, same. Yeah, well, it's always nice to be back doing doing the doing the D's and D's. Uh, <laughs> well, Hamilton, what is, where can we find you if you're not oh, on the DMs book club? Oh my gosh. What projects are you? It's, what pod projects is future Hamilton doing that doing. past Hamilton? can talk about <laughs> well past hamilton can talk about future hamilton uh so bowie's has been talked about for a long long time i yes. know and as i said last time it will come out when it comes out and that's yes. how i'm just exi- that's how i'm existing it's just the only way i can do things i was doing some writing for it recently again just figuring out like i'm just that we were about to have the next session uh, a week in six days time on monday the monday coming from where we are we're in the sort of end game and then i just did a whole classic hamilton re-moving jigging (laughs) and it's still the same thing but it's like i want to get this to work how i get there in in the best possible way sort of thing may or may not have something to do with the fact that i watched tenet the other day so um, (laughs) which i can't believe it took me that long to see it but um it's on my list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh have to catch gosh, up. Yeah, no, it's one of the best movies ever. I know it's not. I know. I can see how it's not, and I can see how people don't like it. But for me, it was just. So I was gonna say. If it, it, I will say, I'm from the trailer. I, I'm like, it is a Hamilton film. Yeah. I can see that did, now. Did, did you like? If you liked Inception in the Cellar, you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you will. You will love this movie. I think. Interstellar is a great film as well. It's, yeah. It's, it's oh, incredible. Great. So yes, and then I don't know how much I can talk about, but we've got a very exciting thing happening in February, yes, yes. Uh, which Fiona will be involved in, and yes. get to be in Bristol. I'm very excited. We're in person. In person in Bristol. Uh, yeah. Yes. I got, that's that's what we can say. I think I don't know how much I can say. I probably can say lots of stuff about it, but um, it's not going to be D and D. No. And it's gonna be very cool. Very cool. And it's gonna have people playing in it that you've seen me play with before. Oh yeah. And I'm sure there'll be another theatre macabre this year at some point. Mm. And that's all I can probably talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we'll come. Anyway, with that, um (laughs) what time is it? Uh where am I? Um uh when are we gonna do our next podcast? Uh, who are you and what do you do? (laughs) 
Okay, the time, our time of recording is three minutes past ten. Where are you? Well, you're in your house, Hamilton, and I'm in my house. Uh, what was it next? Uh, when? No, did we do when? When are we next doing a recording? When are we next doing a recording? Uh, we've not looked at our diary, so we'll find out that's ASAP. Who how are, are you? you doing? Oh, who am I? <laughs> who, oh, are you? Uh, who are you? How do you do what you do? <laughs> there we go. There you go. I'm Fiona. I'm a podcaster. I'm also an improviser doing fairly well just now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great. Where am I? Even though you've already said that. I'm, I'm so glad you asked. Look at this. Seamlessly stumbling over the difficult terrain of D&D. <laughs> you can see my you can see my face right now. It's like, oh my gosh. What have I done? Um, so yes, so I run What Am I Rolling? A twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going fairly well. I'm back on my uh, edit train, finally. We've had lots of um, interviews with people who have been really nice and very lovely. And it's yeah. been very nice and very lovely to just chat to them and be excited about their games. And there's uh, other things that are happening uh, that I'm like, as we sort of mentioned at the beginning, we've already done my plugging stuff to be fair, but the main thing is obviously Alien is out and yeah. I'm running it and I'm doing a fantastic job of it. Um, <laughs> I, one thing I, wanted to, I, I will say is that today I got contacted by one of the sort of promo people from the network, uh, Girls Run These Worlds, uh, and they said, we want to do a, like a proper promo for it. Is there a way we could do like a, a distress signal? Uh, and that we could put out as a promo, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, here's all the information about what happens in the scenario. And then they threw together in half an hour a script. And I'm like, holy shit, this is that's really? pretty yeah, very okay. cool. Okay. So I'm, I'm very, I'm like, oh, that's very cool. I, a lot of the time, as you can tell, I get very excited, but also go, I'm now terrified because what if I'm rubbish? <laughs> so, which I know. You know, you won't be. And you know, also in your head, you're like, yeah, Fiona, you're the best. And, and <laughs> so, I did a thing. So, yeah, so that's very good. What's it going to be? Where are we going to find you? You know what? That, oh, fact, look at you. Look at you promoting away. Um, so, uh, Girls Run These Worlds is a, a Twitch and YouTube channel. Uh, it's a big network which sort of tells stories from mostly female or femme presenting DMs and uh, cast of players that sort of highlights uh, people of colour and diversity in that way. And so it'll be on twitch.tv slash, I think it's Girls Run These Worlds or GR. TW. Um, uh, there'll be lots of links to it, and I'm sure I'll put a link in this episode uh, as well. Mm. So go check that out. The, you, you know, obviously it'll be on Twitch, and then I'm sure it'll come up on YouTube much later uh, at a later date, essentially. There's also I'm going to tell you this off-podcast, Hamilton, because I've not spoken to you about it, but I've had some really interesting news. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't want to say anything, because the last time I, talk, I talked about interesting news, I didn't get the thing. <gasps> so I'm just going to be quiet about it until off-podcast, because I wanted to tell you about it, but I've only just remembered about it, because I, I keep forgetting about it and then go, oh Fiona's my god, this got all the cool stuff going on, by the way, all the time. Fiona's like, does uh, it, it, for people at home who don't know that, who think that we, we do talk regularly, and then, yes. and then suddenly <laughs> I see on Fiona's Twitter feed or Instagram going, I just did this really cool, amazing thing, and I'm like, Fiona, you didn't tell me that. And he goes, oh, I didn't want to tell you. I didn't know. I didn't think it was that big a deal. And I'm like, Fiona. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very bad at, I'm very bad at telling people. Cause I just, I just, I'm doing this. I'm just about to do this live thing on this big channel. Really? Oh, thanks. Where did you not tell me? This? I know. I know. I'm very, I'm very bad at telling uh, my actual, you know, also loving supporting friends. I'm actually doing stuff. So I just put it out on my Instagram. Classical Implosions is coming in February. Yes, Galactical Implosions is coming back. We've got also House of Masks is coming back. So yes, an improv VR show of different things. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, and yeah, so I'm very busy. But you know what? 
uh, that's okay because I get to do stuff like this and do and talk about D and D, which I do love, even despite all the discourse that's happening just now. And I look, get to talk yeah. about RPGs, and I get to hang out with cool people like you, Hamilton. So oh, it's all, all good stuff. We all know that's the best part of it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. I, I do that. <laughs> finally, finally, finally. Also, also, oh, also. Yes. I always forget just... this. I, hand gestures. I know I can't see you because of the camera Cat issues, typing. but. Um, if you want uh, 10% off your first order of a, of a gaming thing, you know, it's 2023, new year, new you, new, new terrain. Year, new army. <laughs> new army, yeah, new, new miniatures. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can get 10% off your first order at uh, Third Space Gaming, your friendly local game store in Burnley. Yep. Uh, you just got to type in DMVC. Yep, got to do the cool little uh, typewriter hands as yep. you do that, and you get 10% off your first order, and you can uh, check check their stuff out. They've got loads of stuff. Uh, hopefully, they'll get more sort of RPG stuff in there, but if you like terrain, if you like painting, if they've got a whole set of paint minis, uh, or paintings, paintings? Paints. Mini paints. <laughs> Mini paints. Uh, little so tiny pots of paint, not for minis, just little <laughs> tiny sample pots of sample pots. <laughs> Your oh my house. god, that would be amazing! I like <laughs> this Farrenball paint set for your doll's house. Anyway, yes, continue. Anyway, so yes, go 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 get that. That's DMVC to get ten percent off your first order, and I think that's all the plugging. I think I that's think everything. everything. Is that everything? I think we spent about forty minutes of this podcast plugging other stuff. I know, I know, I know. We're so bad, but honestly, thank you so much. Uh, welcome to twenty twenty three. I appreciate when you're listening to this. It's February, but. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining this. Well, technically, a brand new series. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, thank you for joining this brand new series of DMs Book Club. As it's as it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good year for for us in general. Is this a new series? Yeah. Is this is this like the first of the new series? Uh, well, the the previous episode will be the first of the new series. Did we series. actually address that in that episode either? I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> no. Look at us, so professional. Anyway, we're gonna awkwardly wave at the camera or wave it, and we'll say goodbye, friends, and we'll see you on the flip on side. The flip side. Bye. Bye.